This episode of this podcast is making me thirsty is brought to you by The Wiz. Nobody beats The Wiz. Located at 8922 Queens Boulevard in Rigo Park. Welcome to this podcast is making me thirsty. The number one destination for Seinfeld fans. This episode 102. Today's guest played fragile Frankie Merman in the season nine episode of Seinfeld, The Junk Mail. Dana Gould. Thank you for listening. If you dig it, please pass it on. Follow us on Twitter at This Thirsty. Follow us on Instagram at This Thirsty. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Rate and review on iTunes. Email us at This Podcast is Making Me Thirsty at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Enjoy. This podcast is making me thirsty. Episode 102, Dana Gould. Welcome to this podcast is making me thirsty. The number one destination for Seinfeld fans. This is episode 102. Today's guest is a stand-up comic, writer, producer, and actor. You know him from the Ben Stiller show, The Simpsons, I'm Dying Up Here, Stand Against Evil. And of course, he played Frankie Merman in the season nine episode of Seinfeld, The Junk Mail. Please welcome Dana Gould. Dana, thanks for joining. <laughs> Thank you very much. Now, Dana, you are second guest, that is, and like me, is the fifth out of sixth child. Oh, wow. Yeah. So Irish. your pain. Irish Catholic, the same thing. Pat Finn, who's another uh, side for the world. Yeah, I, I know Pat. I know Pat. Yeah, same. So five out of six. Welcome to the club. Um, Pat's a Chicago guy. Yeah, Pat's a Chicago guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm so a Boston, take, Boston, Boston you, guy. Yeah, ho yeah, Hopedale, Mass, right? Oh, oh okay. <laughs> take Somebody, us back. Somebody's been on Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you, you you talk about it. You talk about it a lot. Um, I, I love I love my little town. So let's just jump back to Seinfeld real quick. So October of '97, the junk mail aired. Um, you were 33 at the time. Take us a little. Take us back. How you, like was it an audition? Uh, was it an audition? How'd you how'd you get the role of Frankie, which was a, obviously a classic I, role? It was it was an audition, and it and it was. You know, kind of that was a, that was I mean, w when when I talk about like back in the day, oh, you know, back in the day, like that was that was the bullseye of it. Um, I was uh, on a sitcom at the time that shot on Radford right across the way from the Seinfeld stage. Right. Uh, I was on a show called Working with Fred Savage, yes. uh, which was the first show he did after. Um, uh, what was his Wonder years? Wonder years. years. Thank yeah. you. Sorry. And uh, yeah, it was called Working, and it wasn't, so it only did two years. But uh, I was on that show, and uh, uh, living with uh, living with my girlfriend, and we were getting, and we were uh, just getting just getting engaged and getting ready to be married. So it was like you know, sort of like the young becoming a real person. And uh, when I when I when I met my girlfriend, uh, when we started dating, we started dating a couple years before that. 
she uh, was living in a little house and she had a roommate uh, and her roommate was uh, dating a guy named Jeff Schaefer. Mm-hmm. And so through my uh, girlfriend, Sue and uh, her Alex for the, you know, for the, for the past years, um, I was friends with all of that group, Jeff Schaefer, Alec Berg, uh, Dave Mandel. Oh. Um, you know, I, I, I knew all of those guys from being at the house, right. <laughs> you know, we were just like, and I was, a you know, I was a comedian and I was working and I was, you know, I was, I was there. Uh, I was not on Seinfeld, but I was, a uh, I, I would consider myself a peer. Um, right. and, uh, uh, and I and 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 um, Spike Ferriston and all those guys, um, and, and and so they were kind of in my social group. They weren't kind of, they weren't kind of in my social group. They were my social group, um, and uh, so so that was very uh, uh, I, I was was really great. Um, I was brought in to uh, audition. I don't think they'd ever brought me in for anything. I don't think that they, uh, I, I hadn't gone up for anything else on the show. Um, and, uh, but it was, you know, it was, it was a real audition and I really, and I really did get the part, uh, <laughs> you know, it was a, right. I, I, cause there were some real, there were some really funny people in the audition. Um, I auditioned for, I auditioned for some stuff that like now is like i like it's i i have to i'm always biting my tongue because i don't want to be the guy that's like oh i did that i did that i did that i did that right. but it was just like um i auditioned for the big lebowski oh wow. uh, what part? uh the philip seymour hoffman part nice. um and i auditioned i auditioned for my favorite movie of all time uh ed wood and uh and I uh, I auditioned for that movie and didn't, didn't get it. Max Casella got the part, and he was amazing. You know, both. Right. B- by the way, both decisions were good <laughs> for the from the casting point of view. Right. <laughs> like, but it, but it's funny. Like, uh, oh, I auditioned for that movie. I auditioned for that movie. Um, but I, you know, I did, and I did, uh, I did get it and get the part. And it was really, I felt really cool because I was on the show working on the Radford lot. We had a week off. And in that week, I did Seinfeld, and then I went right back to the Radford lot. So that was really that was really great. I mean, I really felt like, hey, I'm kind of a dude now. I'm like <laughs> kind of a guy. Um, and uh, Andy Ackerman directed the show. Yeah. And um, I was nervous as hell, <laughs> so Espe- part- especially because my friends were were there, you know. Yeah, I mean that's part of the character. Though. I guess the fed you fed off that a little bit with the, the jitteriness <laughs> yeah. and everything. Um, yeah, I, I didn't have to go. F- I didn't have to go far. And I and 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 and, and you know, considering those guys know me, I, I don't think it was a leap, right, <laughs> to put me you know, in that position. It's I'm curious, especially now after you just mentioned knowing all those guys and they're all you know all writers and things. I know you mentioned you hadn't auditioned for Seinfeld previous to that, but had you ever submitted any any scripts or anything like that? Have you tried to write for them or no? that was no in fact i hadn't really that was right at the point where i had where i started to think about being a writer um it it was right right at that point i uh i uh 
earlier that year, uh, my friend Rob Cohen and I, who I met on the Ben Stiller show, mm. um, we created a show that I did in the uh, that we were just doing it at that time. And I did it in the off season of the first season of working called super adventure team, which was team America before team America. It was on MTV two years before team America, but it was marionettes. It was the yeah. Thunderbirds. If you remember Thunderbirds or know what that reference is. Um, and, uh, and I found that I really enjoyed, uh, the, the uh, writing and creating and, 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 uh, I, I felt a lot more relaxed writing than on screen. Uh, yeah. I mean, I love, I like being on screen, but I, uh, but writing was a lot more, I felt better at it. I felt like I'm a better, I've, and to this day, I feel like I'm a, I'm a comedian who can act and I'm a comedian who can write and I'm a better writer than an actor and a better Ooh. comedian than a writer. <laughs> <laughs> And you, uh, you mentioned, you, I mean, you're 33 at the time. You said you were pretty nervous. Um, sure, it was Seinfeld. And, uh, yeah, was, yeah, and you, and you worked with, I think, what Steve Heitner was on working as well. I yeah, wonder if yeah, he yeah. gave you any advice, but I'm just he curious. Did. Yeah, he did. He, he Heitner was great. Uh, he was very, uh, very helpful with that. And But the best advice I got was from Michael uh, Richards, who's a really strange uh, uh there, there were a couple of really interesting there were a couple of really interesting moments from the shooting of that show but this is not the time or the place to talk this, this is exactly the time or place. <laughs> um Dana, you're gonna we're gonna hit hundreds of users here come on <laughs> um there's a scene in the episode where i am walking down the street and i bump into kramer and we have a conversation but we're not really talking to each other uh, we're, we're both talking past each other. He's talking about his issues with the post office and I'm talking about my frustration with Jerry and we're, we're not connecting. Uh, and that, that's the point of the scene. But I said to Michael, I'm having problems with this scene because I'm not really talking to you. And he said, and he, he wasn't being like, he, th th those people were great. And I'll, and I'll tell you a story after of how great those, all of those people were and are uh and he looked at me and he goes yeah no i know sometimes i just fall back on i say the i say the simple stuff weird and i say the weird stuff simple and it was like the class was like whoa <laughs> that was like you showed me the secret the that's the <laughs> recipe to the secret sauce uh and uh and that's how we got through the scene it was and uh and he did it uh, great i was really uh uh honored that he kind of shared because that's like a that's just there were there were little things like that that you get in the business that are just like oh of course or it's like when somebody when somebody writes a song and you think like god what what is that and it's just like oh it's just about my uh, car <laughs> right, <laughs> right. you know um the the one that comes to mind more than anything is i was i was after i decided to become a writer i uh, ended up very fortunately on the simpsons and i one day it's one of my favorite episodes uh, and I don't even know the actual title of the episode, but they go to Africa and, uh, and uh, it's a, 
Joe, uh, I guess it's Joan Goodall or Jane Goodall, and uh, she has chimpanzees, but she's enslaved them, and she's yes. work, they're working in a diamond mine. <laughs> yeah, and it was written by John Schwartzwelder, who's a true genius. And there's a there's a thing at the beginning of the episode where Homer causes a uh, Homer breaks the picket line at a bag boy strike at the grocery store. And he's pick and he's being difficult in the grocery store. And the, and the cashier says he has the great line, which is such a John Schwartzwelder line, which is the customer is always right. That's why everybody loves us. (laughs) 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 And then at one point the guy goes, get out. And he picks up the little rubber stick that separates groceries. And he goes, I'll get out if I can keep this. (laughs) (laughs) And, and I don't, and, and this is a really, I mean, like, I I would not ask this of anybody, but I, I'd been there a while and I felt that I earned the right to ask this. I said to John, I said, John, the, the stick, how? How did you? I couldn't do that. And he just went, oh, Homer's a golden retriever. Uh-huh. Homer would just do whatever a golden retriever would do. Uh-huh. And I was That's just like, oh, my God. <laughs> and Danny, you love you love chimpanzees. You brought it up again, and it obviously yeah. is a, yeah. a focal point of Joyride as well. There's a chimp theme that runs from it. Well, there's a, and, well, there's another thing in the. Isn't there an Almond Brothers joke in that episode with the music? He's like, this is like an Almond Brothers show. I don't know why I'm thinking that. Uh, yeah, probably. Probably. I just remember somebody. I just remember Homer saying, "So they're they're throwing, they're loading monkeys into a catapult and shooting them." And at one point, Homer goes, "Somebody light this monkey." <laughs> they didn't. Um, but uh, yeah, it was you know uh, Jane. Uh, Jane Goodall, we're all fans of Jane Goodall. We all we all donated to her charity and think she does God's work. And then she came on the show and we turned her into a, a slave. <laughs> a slave. It also has a great line that was might, I think it was written by George Meyer, where they go into her treehouse and it's full of chimps. And Homer goes, This place smells like feces. She goes, Yes, well. And he goes, and not just monkey feces. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, there's so but, many uh, yeah. Simpsons. Yeah, but those are the two like weird. I can't really think of anything else that were that revealing. Though sometimes the difficult, sometimes the weird stuff I say simple, and the simple stuff I say weird. And and um, Homer is a golden Homer. retriever. Those those were two that really knocked me for a loop. Yeah, I mean, I I know you know just getting back to Seinfeld. I know you had that the scene you're talking about with Michael Richards, but. Um, you know, most of your scenes were with Jerry, but then you're also with Jason Alexander. I mean, what can you tell mm-hmm. us um, there about working with those two? They were, I have a really funny, um, there's a, there's a, well, I'll tell you the Jerry, the Jerry story first, which is, which is very funny. You know, Jerry, like, as I said a, a minute ago, I, I'm a comedian who can act and write. And, and I, my guess is um, Jerry feels the same way about himself. He's like, you know, I'm a comedian and I do other stuff, but I'm a comedian. And we were in the car at the end of the episode and we were talking and there was a rhythm to the line that had a very, I don't remember the line, but it had a very stand-up-y rhythm to it. And it was Jerry's line. And Andy uh, was like, no, just don't do it. Just throw throw it away. Just throw it away. And and because, because Jerry was delivering the line like a comedian. Mm. 
and not like a person would talk. It was like, da 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 That's the rhythm of that joke. And that's the, that is the hurdle for when comedians become actors is that people think if you're a good stand-up comedian, you'll be a good actor because they, they're so different, but they're not uh, because they're so similar, but they're not similar at all. Mm. They're, they're totally different uh, to boil it down really simply stand-up comedy is about talking and acting is about listening. And, uh, and you have to, you know, you can't, you don't know how you're going to say something before you say, it. you know, so you're just in, you know, stand-up isn't acting, it's performing. And, and, and I just remember Jerry saying, I know he's right, but I know how this line should sound. And I was like, um, cause I was having those challenges too on working across the street. Right. And I just remember saying or thinking like, I'm glad it's not just me. I'm glad, I'm glad that, that you're, I, I have that. I have that problem too. Um, but, but uh, yeah, J- uh, Jason, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you two things that are two things that are uh, weird. Um, I remember a couple of weeks later. Yeah. Um, my girlfriend and I at the time just got engaged and now my, and then later my wife, later my ex-wife, um, but uh, but a dear friend <laughs> and the mother of my children. Um, my parents were visiting us because you know we just got engaged, and so my parents came out. And my parents are not sophisticated global travelers. My uh, I'm from a really small town in the middle of Massachusetts. Mm they don't, you know, they, they're not, they're not city folk, <laughs> you know, they're, they're, they're country mice, my parents. Uh, and they came out to visit and, and they were horribly uncomfortable in Los Angeles. It was too big. It was too bright. It was just too much right. going on. Um, but they did come to the working set and my, obviously they love Seinfeld. So I, I took them over to the stage to see the Seinfeld set because it was literally across wow. the little street. And uh, Julia, Jason, and Michael were there. Uh, and 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 I walked in with them and I saw them and I was like, oh, they're working. And it was Jason said, hey, hey, Dana. <laughs> and they, I, I said, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. I just my parents are visiting and I wanted to show them the set and they like, they made me look so good. Like, you know, they, you know, it was like, I was one of the, one of the gang and they were so lovely and so solicitous when they did not have to be, you know? And uh, I, I just, you know, it, it was just one of those like moments that like went better than you could possibly imagine it going. Um, and I really uh, uh, was, was very grateful to them uh, for that. A couple years later, I worked with Jason again on a, th- on a Star Trek special hmm. called Ultimate Trek, which was a Star Trek clip package where, uh, 
Jason was Kirk, I was McCoy, and Jay Johnson was Spock. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> and uh, it was a different time. And uh, and uh, and and then Jason and I really bonded because I I didn't it never came up, but we're both giant Trekkies, and so we we went down that that rabbit hole and uh, had a had a great just a great time. Like it was two or three days. Uh, but uh, j- what a great guy. What a, what a great guy. We've heard that. I mean, it's great to hear that off the set, it was the same because, you know, kind of theme we've heard talking over 60 guest stars is how unselfish the cast is. And mm-hmm. I mean, listen, to be off, we didn't love the jump out, but like what we loved about the episode yeah. was you. Like you, you were the guest star that kind of shined on that. Um, oh, yeah. so- it's unbelievable to hear that they're the same way offset. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was a season. It was a season nine. It was. It was. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, we're, we're, we're partial to two through five, basically. Yeah, that's always. I mean, it's the same with the but Simpsons. It's, yeah, it's the yeah. same with the Simpsons. It's the same with with anything. You know, it's, it was Star Trek. It's like, well, the first and second season, and season three is kind of off the rails. <laughs> you know, it's, but uh, but the other interesting thing about the junk mail is when I was on the uh, when I was on the Ben Stiller show, which is where I met Jerry as being Jerry Stiller, which is right being right right. I actually met him before the. I mean, I was a friend of Ben's from back like ninety ninety one. Right. Ben moved to L A. and joined my social clique. Which was me, Janine Garofalo, um, Odenkirk. Odin, well, yeah, he was in New York at the time doing SNL, but he he started to come out. Kathy Griffin was a big part of that scene, mm. um, and and this is just uh, Margaret Cho. Uh, this was just social social going uh, going to the movies, going to right. lunch. You know, this was just my friends that were my peers, and we hung out all the time. Everybody was 26, uh, wearing a suede coat, and um, and so I knew Ben socially, and uh, and then you know, and then I so I met his parents. His parents came out, and I met his parents, and so um, when I when I was saw Jerry because Jerry's in the end of that episode, uh, yeah. I was really, I was like, oh hey Jerry, and like what are you doing here? <laughs> like I'm in the episode. Oh good, <laughs> you know, like we I you know I uh, here's a story about how great Jerry Stiller is. Um, they had a house on Nantucket and I was flying back to Boston to visit my family. And Jerry was on the flight going to their house in Nantucket and, or the vineyard, one of those places. And Jerry was sitting up in first and I was back in coach. Uh, and so Jerry came back and, and sat with me. And I, and it's a long flight. <laughs> it's like, I was like, Jerry, you don't have to sit here. You can go. He goes, who the hell am I going to talk to up there? And, uh, and we just, you know, he sat with me and coach, we talked the whole flight and, you know, he was, he was, I can't, I can't say enough good about the guy, you know, it was, it was great. But That's on great. the Ben Stiller show, I played Wilfred Brimley. Yes. We were just gonna, uh, I, perfect. I, we're going to ask yeah, you about this. Great. In the Grady's Oats commercials. Hilarious. Uh, which was a bit from my standup. Uh, and that I we just did, and and then Michael Burnett did the makeup, which was pretty great. Um, Wilfred Brimley's a hardcore dude, 
you know, he's, he's a, he's a, he's a rough, rough customer. There was a, there was a, a rumor. And I would say this for any lawyer listening, there was a rumor that he was in this thing called the Utah brigade, which was like the sort of like the, the call up for if there's a revolution, (laughs) they call up the Utah brigade. And, 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 and one of the, one of the duties of the Utah brigade, this is all rumor, but I, but it's not something that I'm making up. I heard this. If somebody, in, if somebody in Utah gets the death penalty and chooses to be killed by firing squad, the Utah brigade gets the call. Wow. <laughs> Brimley was on the list. <laughs> That's crazy. And, and my, well, he was scary. He was scary in that in that time in the year episode. Yeah, scary he's to, great. He was scary to meet, and I was very paranoid that he knew who I was. Right, and knew that I was the guy that made fun of him, and uh, and I did introduce myself to. He didn't. He didn't know, or if he didn't know, he didn't care because he just looked at me and went, "Will Brimley." And uh, <laughs> couldn't, couldn't, couldn't have been nicer. Could have been, but he was that was genius casting. That was genius casting. You know yes. what movie? He, you know what movie he's great in is The Thing. Oh, yeah, he's in John Carpenter's The Thing without a mustache. Isn't that one of your favorite movies? One of my favorite movies. One yeah. of my favorite movies. And he he attacks a computer with an axe. He goes insane in that movie. <laughs> he's great. It wants to be us. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> a, by God, I love my golf. What does he say to Kramer? I'm a general. <laughs> I'm a general at first. Yeah, I was gonna ask. So he didn't. He didn't know. He either didn't know about the the Ben Stiller show skit, or, did, or he did, didn't did, want to bring it care. up. Yeah. Yeah. Or or didn't and didn't care. Right. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and I watched that on YouTube once, and uh, my it's so funny the things that you look and I just go like my hands they didn't do any makeup on my hands. <laughs> like, this old guy with this twenty five year old guy's hands. <laughs> yeah, if anyone listening and hasn't seen it, check it out. It's, I think it's on YouTube for sure. It's yeah, it's called Great. It's Grady's Oats. Grady's Oats. So yeah, like 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 O'Hara mentioned. I mean, we were. We're partial to the two through five, but you know, it's everyone else's taste. Some people love seasons eight and nine, but oh, yeah. is it safe to assume you were a fan of Seinfeld before, you know, getting oh, sure. on? And I, and I, and I'd worked with Jerry as a standup. I middled for Jerry as a standup in, uh, at the Sandy Springs punchline in Atlanta, Georgia. And right. this was late. That's probably 87, 88. And are, are you, I, we, you know, we both, we, we both uh, watched a joyride with, with Bobcat uh, recently and we know his, uh, you know, his relationship with Jerry is uh, pretty well documented at this point. Yeah. Um, as I said, as I said, uh, let those, let those Marys fight it out. <laughs> I was just going to say, yeah, I, I'm assuming you, you, you're, you're, uh, you're on good terms with Jerry and you kind of just stay oh, yeah, out of that. Yeah. 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 You know, I also, uh, I, uh, I also, you know, as I'm uh, divorced and I live with my girlfriend and it's just, I'm in the middle of a lot of relationships. <laughs> Switzerland. Okay. Yeah. I like to be, I like to be Switzerland. Yeah, indeed. And that was so out of character for Jerry, unless maybe that is character. I don't know. Like, no, I thought it was weird. I thought it was really weird. And, and I, you know, um, 
awkward for Bridget, you could tell. Too. Uh, yeah. And I think, yeah, she, you know what? I, I give Bridget credit. Like she, she defended Bobcat. She's like, I love him. Like I, yeah. I kind of appreciated that. There was no like kissing Jerry's butt, you know, which she probably no, she didn't. No, she didn't. Uh, yeah. She doesn't seem to be that, that type of person. Her show is amazing. Somebody somewhere is. Oh yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, that was, you know, but there's lots of, you know, there's lots of weird little uh, grudges. I'm always fascinated to learn about people that didn't, you know, people that like, I just, people that didn't like other people, you know, and just like, mm-hmm. uh, I just read a, a review, like Ray Davies of the Kinks hated the Beatles and, and, and like kicked somebody out of a car once for talking about how much they liked the Beatles. And he was like, get out, get out of the pullover, get out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> like um uh there's yeah there's always those weird things like this person will not work with that person this person will not work with that person i always find those those stories uh robert kennedy and lyndon johnson despised each other uh you know i just i love those uh, i love those stories what wasn't the um i know you'd mentioned her earlier. bob and i bob and i used to not that's get right along. you guys didn't get along that's <laughs> true yeah like each other yeah yeah I talked um, to him this. I talked to him this morning. We're working together tomorrow night. In, uh, in uh, Estes, right? When are you going to yeah, be at the yeah, Stanley? The, yeah, I've been the, to the Stanley. It's amazing up there. Yeah, um, we're going to the no, Shining but, Hotel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's where the. Yeah, exactly. Isn't that? Um, you mentioned it though earlier, Kathy Griffin. Didn't her role on Seinfeld, I believe, was kind of based off a true story where she? Yes, it was. It right. Was. She had he had snubbed her or something, and then she wrote about yep. him or something like that. Yep. And also, now is he? Was is Toby Huss in the junk mail? Uh, Toby Huss, the actor, he plays the guy that like smiles at Elaine. Oh, the Wiz guy. Oh, the yeah, Wiz, the Wiz. Yeah, yes, the Wiz. Yes, yes, yes. Is is he in the junk mail? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That I thought so because Toby is also a member of that group that I like. Kathy, Janine, you know, Toby was one, and uh, and my whole sort of social world at that time i knew toby i had a weird I, like you know I, I i moved to la i guess this is a good place to tell the story um i moved to los angeles and i was a comedian and i knew jerry and and, and I, I i met i met jerry and bill maher and larry miller and all of those guys mm. through uh through a, a a brilliant comedian named kevin rooney Oh yeah, uh, who was their peer and a, a more of a writer than a, a an actor, but it was it was around. He's he's the uh, he's in When Harry Met Sally, like he was in a lot of movies back then. But he's uh, was more of a writer. Created the rant for Dennis Miller. I don't want to go on a rant here. That was yeah. Kevin, and Kevin was all of their friend from New York, and we all were. Oh God, hang on one second. Can I'm assuming you edit this podcast. Yeah, we can edit okay. this out. So you because my no, my just somebody rang the doorbell and I don't know what it is. I think they think my dog is there. Hang on. So it was a bobcat. Was a bobcat? <laughs> that was uh, how's this for? Uh, that was the dog walker. <laughs> Look at you. Uh, yeah, I walk her at night. I can't walk her during the day. I have a life. Um, but anyway, so then I lived and I knew all those guys through Rooney. Uh, uh, but then I also became friends with uh, Joel. Ho- I was friends with Joel Hodgson, who created Mystery Science Theater. 
and good show. Yeah, yeah, and and that was more my um, because I was a horror movie nerd, science fiction movie nerd, and so was Joel. And then and then through Joel, I met Steve Higgins, who is now Jimmy Fallon's announcer. Oh, right. I uh, was a writer on SNL for years. And, and you're and Carol Leifer's a good buddy of yours too, right? Yeah, Carol. Yeah, Car- I met I met Carol through Rooney. I met Carol through Rooney and all those guys. And then uh, so I had two. I had like three groups of friends. Like I was I was I was friends with all of that school, all of that class. Jerry Seinfeld, Carol Leifer, uh, Rita Rudner, Carol Siskind, uh, you know uh, Jerry, Larry, all those guys. I knew all those guys from being a stand-up middling for them and knowing Rooney. And then I knew Joel Hodgson, Steve Higgins, Toby Huss, uh, and all and all of those guys. And then I had the comedians that were my peers, Janine, Ben, Kathy, all those people. So it was it was a very it was a time of a lot of ferment and 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 different uh, mixing and, and matching other uh, groups. But that that's the thing that I always found was so funny about about that episode of uh, of Seinfeld was uh, that I that I like I knew so many people like I was friends with Jerry I was friends with Toby I was, <laughs> it was just like you was, made you made fun of Wilford yes yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, it, it was a lot of a lot of lines crossing well it's yeah. funny you you're, you talk a lot about all all these friends yet and Toby I mean, oh just to, just yeah, yeah I, I mean Toby played julia louis dreyfus's ex-husband in the movie she did with james gandolfini really oh yeah yeah then i forget the name of that movie but where her daughter comes back from college and she's dating james gandolfini mm-hmm. it was i think it was the last thing he did uh yeah it was toby is uh toby plays her ex-husband <laughs> you keep mentioning toby we had toby on the podcast he was in seinfeld as well but toby was the yeah. character Larry Charles episode. Anyway, um, we took all these friends. Oh, wait, you, yeah, there was there. You're right. Yeah, remember that one? Van Cox, yeah. Um, but you talk about being like the fifth out of sixth child, like we talked about, and you were kind of, you didn't even have to talk to people. And now, I mean, it feels like. And clearly I still don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you have, you've had such a connection with all these people, and I think they've they made such an impact, you know, both ways on your career. And, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was that it was that, you know, and it was also just like it was that time. It was, you know, everybody, everybody gets to be 26, you know, when when you're really hitting all. And I was, you know, in terms of that, I was I was in the right place at the right time with the right group of people. Yeah. You know, I made a lot of um, I made a lot of, uh, of, of friends that I'm, I'm still lifelong, you know, still lifelong friends with. And, uh, and it did a lot of, I just, I started in the business. I was 17 when I started and I, I had a good, I had a fast start. And so I just, just, for, for whatever reason, I did a lot of stuff, (laughs) you know, like I was, especially at that period of time, like I was on every. I did the nanny. I did Roseanne. I King did Queens. Seinfeld. Yeah. I did King of Queens. I, yeah, mm-hmm. I was just like I'm always, and I was I was talking to somebody the other day. I was just talking to a comedian, and they were talking about when they, they were talking about the Nickelodeon documentary that's supposedly really great right now. It's called The Orange Years. It's about the birth of Nickelodeon, mm. and they were talking about how much they loved the show Doug. 
Oh, and yeah. I was just like, I was like, oh yeah, I was on Doug. I was, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was, I was his guidance counselor, Mr. Shalaki. That was me. Yeah, yeah. And she, and she was just like, you're like a tree. Your roots go everywhere. That's yeah, unbelievable. It's, it's, yeah, it's incredible. That, you know, especially that era. I mean, it, you can't. Yeah, you, that was, can't. it was more of that era than anything else. Um, was was Larry on the set at all? I know, I know he wasn't really. We've talked to some guest stars who were in seasons eight and nine, and sometimes he happened to just be there. I don't know what your relationship there is with him. I know you mentioned Schaefer and Berg, who I, I think both worked on Curb. But um, yes, yes. Did you, did you have any interaction with with Larry or not really? No, it he wasn't, wasn't. He wasn't there. Yeah, he wasn't. He had. Uh, he was. I, I certainly didn't. I certainly didn't meet him. But um, I've met him. I met him since and he's uh you know he's he's lovely. <laughs> he's not Larry David from Curb. Right. <laughs> all right. So um and so you knew all these guys and you mentioned it uh in the beginning of our conversation the um that there was a lot of competition for the Frankie Merman job like who else remembers kind of there uh I just remember I just remember walking in and sitting next to Jake Johansson, the comedian who is a really good friend of mine <laughs> and who ended up doing a pilot with Jeff. Uh, Jeff, Jeff and Alec were big fans of Jake's and they ended up they ended up doing a, a pilot with Jake. Um, I think I, m my my guess is uh, the only reason he didn't get that part was he might have been a little too good looking. Uh, Jake's a very good looking Midwestern kind of guy. He's, uh, he's a real corn fed. He's from Iowa, I think. And I don't think that worked with the, uh, the concept of Frankie Merman. I think a shorter kind of weirder looking, I think I just looked weird enough to do, to get it. But like Jake is, uh, you know, Jake, Jake is so talented and that happens a lot. You walk into an audition and you see somebody and you're like, ah, oh, shit, I'll just leave. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> With me back in those days, it used to be a, a guy named Billy Ragsdale, William Ragsdale, who was in a lot of stuff. And I would walk into an audition, see Billy Ragsdale, and I was just like, all right, I'm going to go home. <laughs> Tip your hat. Yeah, I'll save you guys the time. I'll save you the effort. Was there, uh, was there anything that didn't make the cut, if you will, that you remember? Um, any scenes or and i'm also curious where the name frankie merman came from did spike uh, I, I, no i don't know where it came from. i think it might have been somebody that jerry actually knew i don't know and i remember there was a lot of stuff in the hole there was a lot of stuff in the hole and there was an there was another weird thing about the hole and, and again i didn't realize this somebody else pointed this out um I played fragile frankie merman on this seinfeld and at the end of the episode i i dug a giant hole and I went and hid in it. And then I wrote on The Simpsons and the first episode I wrote uh, was called Homer the Mo, and it starts with Bart out back digging a big hole and uh -huh. just for fun, he's bored and he just digs a big hole. And then the first show, and then I created a show called Stand Against Evil where I played a grave digger and the first time you see me is I'm digging a big hole. So digging digging like, holes and chimpanzees. That way I would find a yeah. common <laughs> Yeah, that's the uh, yeah, it's uh, everything is lining up. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well Dana, listen, uh this has been a treat, man. If you haven't seen Joyride, it's an incredible documentary. I mean 
it's funny, but also you, you learn a lot about you without letting uh, t too much out. But um, oh, thank you. Yeah, I thought. I mean, I'm very uh, open. proud of it. It's I'm very yeah. Well, uh, um, but I'm also very proud of it. It was Goldthwait did it. You know, it was all Goldthwait's doing. Uh, uh, in terms of making the movie, I'm I'm in it, but he created it. And it's it's and it's a very good. I I would say it's the most one of the most realistic depictions of what it's like when comedians travel together. It would, you know, there's been a lot of shows like, you know, Tourgasm and, and whatever, where like they're playing pranks and right. And, running and around they're, town, yeah. Or, or, uh, you know, doing the dozens on each other. And that's not really what it's like. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, uh, we just get a good appreciation for what it's like the life on the road and kind of, Getting the scene behind the curtain, like I got I have a better appreciation for Bobcat for sure that I didn't have before, you know. So yeah, and just well to done. show you, just to show you what my life is like. Speaking of which, I just literally while I'm talking to you, I just got this text from Bobcat. What time do you land tomorrow? <laughs> it's like, it's like it, it doesn't stop. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, good luck uh, as you continue touring with him, and uh, we appreciate the time. Frankie Merman, baby. Nothing better. Than <laughs> Seinfeld's Zen. Seinfeld's Zen. Yeah, which sounds just like Son of Sam. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you. I really thank appreciate you, it. Thank you. This Thanks, Dan. Right, bye. Awesome.